0: Down here. Hey guys, it's just a fire.
1: Hey, what's going on
2: guys? Here at the Swamp, get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune into Rule Number One podcast on Monday.
0: And we're back episode 14. Got a good one tonight.
2: The the old Christmas special. We told y'all last week that we were going to try to do something cool and we're actually going to release this episode on Christmas. Normally we release on Mondays, but we wanted to kind of do something special for Christmas. So we're going to release one. Hopefully y'all can uh, listen to it maybe while you're opening presents or something. So Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Smothers. You want to introduce our awesome guest star tonight?
2: Yeah, so uh, today we have uh, Matt Higgins on. Um, He is the head of GCLI, which is Gray City Leadership Institute. Um, And kind of what they do is they are partnered with uh, Southeastern University, and they have interns that work with the church and kind of get plugged into uh, the ministry. So welcome on, Matt.
1: Amazing. That's impressive, bro. Most people, I feel like I'm not that good at describing it. Write that down and use that for marketing. That was was perfect. Impressive for sure. I'm excited to be with you guys.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I met Matt whenever I was in high school and I was going to their youth group a little bit and, uh, we had Jake Fox on, um, a couple episodes ago and Jake and Matt are really tight. That's, uh, we heard Jake talk about, um, you know, his faith and how much, you know, he loves the Lord. Well, he goes to the same church as, uh, Matt does. So they kind of had a tight connection, and uh, we're looking forward to having them on.
0: And that's how it happens, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know a guy that knows a guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Matt, we want to talk a little bit. We ask everybody uh, each episode, what's your number one rule you live by?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Actually, I, I think this is a great question. You know, I was thinking about it when I, I listened to Jake's episode, and um, I think it's just, it's, it's a good thing to have some obviously we all have a lot of things we, we care about, a lot of rules that we live by, but to have like that one thing that kind of anchors everything. And I really, as I thought about it, I couldn't get away from this idea that as far as it depends on me, I just want to have great relationship with everyone in my life. You know, I think um, that's that's been something that has blessed me so much to go, you know what, I can't control other people's interaction with me or perception with me, but I can control what I can control. And so as far as it depends on me, Whatever it takes, I want to have great relationship with people, you know, and that plays out in a lot of different ways. But I think I've just I've just seen a lot of blessing by going, you know, what I don't have to settle for going, oh man, if someone's pissed at me, I'm gonna let them be pissed, you know, <laughs> like I oh, know I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to win people over, like the Bible says, uh, all things to all people, you know, and uh, that we might win some to Christ. And so I think that's been something that's really blessed me is just going, you know, what as far as like it depends on me, I'm gonna have great relationship with people.
0: I love I like that. that, yeah, dude. That I kind of you know I live my life the same. Way I I always tell people I, I like to broaden my social network. I like to I talk like to everybody. Like yes, I'm a chatterbox. You can ask him. Like when we go out <laughs> anywhere, I'll talk to anybody. Like n- doing anything, yeah. I, I just love to talk to people. I love to get their stories, and that's kind of what inspired us to start this. Yeah, and that's hearing amazing. that is really awesome because. Same man,
2: yeah, <laughs> like, let's same. go. I love that dude, sick, especially nowadays because I feel like the whole world is kind of full of like hate and the division right, right now. And right. if you can just go out and talk to somebody and spread some love and be like, hey man, like, how's your day? Yeah. Um, it was kind of cool the other day. Brian and I were in uh Walmart and we were looking at a tripod for uh one of the angles that we could have. And a guy walks up to us and he's like, hey guys, um, can y'all help me find a ring light? And so we were talking yeah. to him this and that about a ring light, and we were like, oh yeah, we do a podcast, we have the same one, and then got just talking to him great guy oh, that's and sick. Yeah. i think we gained a new follower i
0: think so too he uh like was pulling out the phone he's like rule one podcast huh we we're like yeah that's
1: amazing yeah, yeah.
0: But I he, uh, that. he got a 36 inch Ring light, and he was really stressing because he wanted his wife to love it because they were doing like this party, <laughs> yeah. And he really needed this ring light to be able to change colors, right? For anybody that was taking pictures, because I guess some people wanted different, like you know, light colors and different angles right, and stuff. Right. He really wanted to deliver, yeah. So, whoever you were, I hope it really
2: helped you out, <laughs> yeah, man. That's a
1: different level of buying a light for your wife versus for your <laughs> podcast, you know. You,
2: you could definitely tell yeah, he, he was stressed. stressing, he was stressing <laughs> about it, but. No so Matt um you know obviously you're uh, your man of faith how did, how did your 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 walk with Christ get there you know was there yeah. a specific time where you were like you know what I'm giving it all for you and Yeah for sure yeah
1: happen? I kind of grew up in a home that um faith was present, but it wasn't really, nobody was really passionate about it. And so my mom was Catholic. My dad was Presbyterian. And when they got married, they kind of decided that none of it really worked for them. together. (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, we were, we were holiday uh, Christians, you know, we loved uh, Christmas services and Easter services and uh, we would go, you know, sometimes on and off, but it just never was something I was pumped about. Nothing, never something I really enjoyed. Um, I remember just counting down the time until church was over when I was in church. And uh, my junior year of high school uh, through just a random set of, circumstances, I actually ended up at this Christian school. And um, I was not pumped about it at first. But uh, through that school, I met a ton of people who really loved Jesus. And I think, honestly, probably the first time in my life, I met people who really loved God. And just it just was displayed in their life. Um, they invited me to hang out on a Thursday night, and I thought we were just grabbing pizza and hanging out and somebody pulled out a bible halfway through and started reading and I'm like oh god it's, <laughs> it's these kind of people um and you know over the course of about a year and a half my junior year and senior year I really came to to love them and then to love God. And I ended up getting baptized, um, kind of turning my heart to Jesus. And I was, um, I've always wanted to go to university of Florida ever since I moved down to Florida. Um, And uh, I actually moved in there my, my freshman year of college and and kind of started the whole experience. And uh, I was my first week there. And I think I got invited to about like six parties, my first like day on campus. (laughs) And I was like, I don't think my faith is in a place where it can survive this. You know, I kind of, I felt like I saw two different versions of my life. Like if I come here, I know where I'm going to be in four years. I'm I would I, I'm very much like frat guy, 100%. Yeah. You know? like, that's my vibe. And uh, so I kind of was like, man, I, I don't want that to be, I don't want to just go off the rails here. And I know I will. And so I came home kind of freaking out. I was like, I don't know how to pray. don't know how to read my Bible. I, I realized like I need to grow my faith. And so that's how I ended up coming to Lakeland was I found uh, Southeastern University here and uh, came and God just wrecked my life here. Um, I, I discovered faith really, really, genuine faith, and then got called to ministry, and uh, I remember I was in a worship environment, and they kind of did like a, I, I don't know if you're familiar with like the salvation call at the end of service, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm standing in the back, and like 15 people's hands go up to accept Jesus at like this welcome week event at Southeastern, and I just remember going, I want to be a part of setting up environments like this for the rest of my life, like I don't mm-hmm. care what it looks like, I don't care what role I play, but I have to be a part of making that moment happen, um, and so that's kind of how I came to faith, how I got called to ministry, and um, just haven't ter- haven't turned back.
2: It's been amazing. That's so. awesome, man. And you yeah. could tell you could tell like from the way you talk about it. It's like you're on fire for it too. You're passion. You're yeah, you're passionate. You're passionate.
0: And yeah. that's what we like in all of our guests.
2: Yeah. Exactly. They always
0: you know, we've nailed it so far, man. I'm so proud. They're all <laughs> passionate about <it>. everything <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah.
1: No, nobody's just bored with everything. Yeah, lives so man. Far. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh no, what I was saying is uh you could tell, especially with people that are like on fire with for Christ, is you know, they just they're just different than everybody else. They, they carry their self differently. They, you know, they don't necessarily get irritated with little things and they just kind of roll with the punches and they're always seem to be very happy. Yeah. And like, they're just, I don't know. There's something about it. I love it. I love it. Yeah.
0: I agree. You definitely see it. You know, one of our good mentors in our life, our former baseball coach, Jeff Sykes, Mm -hmm. he's a man that's, you know, dedicated his life. Mm. He's been kind of by the book, you know, man of example, Um, and every day, man, he's just, no matter what's going on, he's got a (laughs) smile on his face. He's just happy to be there, dude. I love it.
1: I used to, I used to think people like that were fake. And then I went through some stuff and I had to push through it, you know? And and it's not like you're always smiling. It's not like you're always happy. Like you you, you can have bad days. But then I went through some stuff and I was like, it's really not fake. Like when you have a genuine faith and you trust God, it's like, you actually can get through some stuff that it doesn't really make sense to get through if you don't have God with you, you know?
0: You know, I like you're, you're not fake. I can tell that. And what we met Thirty minutes ago, forty yeah, minutes ago, right yeah, middle, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> and you, what, what struck me earlier in the conversations, like when you were getting your calling, going into you know your journey, you were hanging out with these people, and you were like, oh, oh they're they're like this, like you know yeah, what I'm saying, like yeah, those kind of people. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, if you ask a person about that, yeah. they're not going to tell you that. They're like, no, they were good people, True. but in the back of their mind, they're going to be like. Oh, they're those kind of people. Like, yeah. Let's all be honest here. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. And I just think being authentic and talking like that is, you know, welcoming people into Christianity, yeah. or like mm-hmm. you are a welcoming, like you influence people for it. And I just feel like Christianity gets a bad rap, yeah, because there's a lot of judgmental, you know, for people sure. out there that you know live by the Bible, but if you don't. Shame <laughs> yeah, on yeah, you, 100%.
2: man!
0: And I feel like they gotta gotta break that stereotype somehow.
2: Yeah, it's it is tough. I feel like for a lot of people because everybody has different walks in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and whenever you know you struggle, sometimes a lot of times there have been a rep rep from um some churches where it's it it stinks because as a Christian you don't want that to happen. Yeah. But there, it's just kind of. Sometimes that, it happens. Yeah, um, it does. For sure. But, but I don't, you're not it. Yeah, you're you're
0: yeah. 100% well, I out think the kind of The happen. way
1: that I came to faith kind of has protected me from yeah. that because it's like I met, I met people who made me want to follow God. And now I feel like I have to be that person who makes right. people want to follow God when they meet me, you know. And and I love working for a church called Grace City because it's like it's kind of right there in our name. If we're not great grace-filled people, it's just bad bad marketing, you know. It's yeah. bad branding. Yeah. So <laughs> you kind of have to just be that person who's like grace-filled and loves people and, and makes people pumped about you know, wanting to follow God, and so
0: so Grace City is. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's like right smack dab in the middle of Lakeland.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um,
0: if our viewers don't know, it's Florida Avenue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's actually on New Jersey now. We had a campus on South Florida Avenue, but we moved over to New Jersey Road. So okay. yeah, we have a new campus. Sweet. Road, so. I know.
0: Um, one of our roommates, they go, they attend Grace City nice. with you, and she talks very highly about it. That's awesome, and she loves it so.
2: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about um, the whole Gray City Leadership Institute. Yeah. I mean, you're you're so, you're putting such a cool uh, position where you can have a, a hand on all these college kids. Do yeah. you want to talk a little bit, like some cool stories For that sure. you've been able to do?
1: Yeah, dude, absolutely. I love I love what I get to do at Gray City because I serve in our youth ministry, and so you know that's kind of how I connected with you a few years back, and um, and I love getting to serve in youth. Um, because that's where my life was changed. You know, it was not when I was 17 years old. But I love getting to lead our Grace Leadership Institute and hang with those 18 to 25 year olds on a more consistent basis. Because I think, you know, it matters reaching kids when they're in high school. But where you really determine how you're going to live the rest of your life is that 18 to 25 year old range. And so I've just met people who, you know, um, it, it's a pretty random selection of people. We have about 50 to 60 students every year, um, and it's it's pretty special because they're devoting. Between nine months, uh, they can just do a year of it, or they can do four up to four years and get a full bachelor's. And they're devoting a significant amount of time to serving the local church. Yeah. You know, you kind of have to be a little bought in, but it's all over the all over the range in terms of people who have loved God since they were, the day they were born and people who just met Jesus like six months ago. And then they're like, I got to go do this thing. And so it's been fun to get to kind of meet people in different places. And there's been, you know, some really special things for me where I'm journeying with high school kids from when they're their freshman year of high school to now they're in our program and to get to see what God does in their life over that time is just incredible. Um, there's students who have gone off and tried, you know, other colleges and then end up coming back. Um, and so I think, Getting to see that has been really, really miraculous. And honestly, um, there's one student in particular I think about that, you know, he he came to GCLI kind of on a whim. It was like a like worst-case scenario, last-ditch effort, like, mm-hmm. I don't know where else I'm going to go. I have to go here type thing. Kind of what I did with Southeastern, honestly. <laughs> and, and it was just fun to watch God just completely transform his life. And, you know, he went from someone who is addicted to substances and kind of, you know, didn't really have a vision for his life to someone who... Uh, actually ended up, you know, committing to go into rehab and and getting clean. And now is just following Jesus. And so there's just so many stories like that where you see the process works, like um, surrendering your life to Jesus works. Like God actually does have a plan for people, and he does want to speak to them. And we just have to be open and surrender, you know. And so I feel like every year I get to see 50, 18 to 25-year-olds who just go, God, here's my life, and and getting to watch what happens when they do that is just so special. You know, I feel like I'm running a young adults ministry, but it's like a full time young adults ministry. You know, I don't see them once a month at on a, at seven p.m. We play. You know, uh, we we don't play pool together for an hour and then they head home. It's like they come into the church every day and we're living life together, and it's pretty special. So
2: that's yeah. awesome. I know. Uh, I know one story. Um, I went to a high school with a guy, Austin Branham. Yeah. Um, and uh, and funny story. We uh we play baseball together and. He, uh, he was committed to go play baseball at... Uh Erskine, Erskine College yeah, yeah, in, uh, in South Carolina, South Carolina yeah. and he was—I mean, he was actually one of the first of our buddies. He committed in his junior year. Mm-hmm. He was all for it, all for, it, all for it, and he kept talking to me in senior year. He's like, "Dude, I think I'm going to do this GCLI thing." I was <laughs> like, "Dude, you have you know a huge scholarship to go <laughs> right. play baseball. Like, yeah. what are you talking about?" Totally. And then he said he was like, "You know what? Like, I'm going for it." And he went there, and he—I mean, he's apparently had a blast. Yeah, I mean, he's I had, actually
1: on staff of the church now. Oh, is he really? Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah.
2: awesome. It's very cool to see kind of those that side of things and how God can use people in developing all all different ways yeah. because, I mean, he was one heck of a yeah. second baseman and he's like, you know what? I think this is where God's calling me. So yeah.
0: I like how you're given opportunities too. Right. Like it's not just like, hey, just come show up, right. learn, you know, we're going to hang out for this time. But mm-hmm. like, you know, these people come in, you get to be a part of community. You know, totally. they feel welcome. They feel loved. You mm. feel part of something. Absolutely. And then you get a chance to work for it, you know. Put on what you've learned, you know. Mm, yeah. Teach. It's really cool, man. Uh, yeah, yeah
1: like it. it's cool because I was actually at Austin signing for for Erskine, yeah. and so um, you know that was that was a special, you know. And, and I'm always cautious. Like I hang out with a lot of guys who Jake Fox, an example. Like he's never he would never have done GCli. I never you know yeah. even tried. I'm not like, <laughs> are you sure about yeah. this baseball thing? You know. Yeah. Um, and so I'm always cautious to not like you know. I, I love what I get to do, and I think it it works for a lot of kids. I know it's yeah. not for everybody, um, but Austin was one of those kids that I was like, I'm not gonna push him, but man, I will want him to do this you know and yeah. so that was one of those moments where when he came to me and told me I'm like okay cool bro and you know as soon as he walked yes. away I'm like let's go yes. <laughs> so yeah it's special that's sure. awesome
2: that's awesome well you know uh you know a couple big name guys you know Jake Fox and then uh Brody Donay he uh yep, yep. he's a catcher at West Virginia right? Virginia Tech, Virginia yeah. Tech. Mm-hmm. and so it's very cool to be able to see your you know your plug-in with these guys um that go to the youth group and you know move along now you do a lot of stuff with FCA correct yeah, yeah, with definitely.
1: Yep. yeah so so our church gets to serve with Fellowship Christian athletes at a few different schools uh, in the Lakeland area. So we're at Lakeland High School, Kathleen High School, Southwest Middle School, and then we actually have an FCA at Lakeland Christian now for middle and high nice. school uh, which has been fun. And so uh, definitely a very different environment than those public school environments. But yeah, we get to um, preach the gospel during their lunches and um, the first day of FCA this year, we always kind of do a big launch. We had uh, about 1,800 kids uh, across those four campuses come to our FCA's and we had over 200 students raise their hand to accept Jesus. Um, and So it's been just... Miraculous, honestly, especially this year. Um, you know, COVID, we kind of had to take a step back. We weren't really allowed on any campuses, and we've just seen God do miraculous things since we stepped mm-hmm. back on the campuses. Uh, it's fun because we get to do these experiences every Wednesday during their lunches, but we also get to show up to their games. Um, I'm wearing the you know the Lakeland State yeah. State Championship uh, yeah. shirt Yesterday, right now. No,
0: yeah, two days ago. Two days yeah, ago. Man. Yeah, it was Saturday.
1: Yeah, it was so fun. And um, you know, the quarterback for for Lakeland High School comes to our church. He's he's in our youth ministry. His name's Zach Ployse, and uh, it's just it's just cool to see these guys who they don't have to, you know, live their life for God. They, they have a lot of things going for them. You know, they they have girlfriends, they have the, you know, the D1 offers, they got the sports career, but, they're, but God, they encounter God, you know, in, in the mm-hmm. church and they encounter God in their school and it just changes everything, you know? And so again, to watch that and see, um, you know, I, I, po- I posted this thing about Zach yesterday, and I think what I love about him is he has not taken a step back on the field whatsoever. You know, if anything, he dominated more after he started committing some time to church, um, but he's 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 sacrificed so much just to grow closer to God, just to uh, read his Bible a little bit more often, just to show up to church and bring his friends with him um, and to see the leader he is on the team. He sent me a picture uh, today of uh, he, he always has a cross on his, uh, like, on his face during the game, but he also had one on his wrist and he was like, see, I, I did two crosses this time. You know? <laughs> um, and so it's just so cool to see these guys like really desire to show their faith, bring people along, love people like Jesus does. Um, you know, they're 17, 18 years old, just wild. So yeah, it's fun. It's
0: good to That's see true. young, you know, people yeah. growing up, you know,
2: exactly. Yeah. Especially being a part of it too. And being able to stand by their side and be one, a friend, but mm-hmm. two a mentor yeah, too, because 100%. you're, you know, you've been through your walk of faith and you've, Probably been through just about everything that they've been through oh, yeah. as well. So, well,
0: sure. I mean, even outside of the religious aspect, you're going to always look out for their best interest for this person. You know, like mm-hmm. you're always going to help them find what's best for them. You're not going to ever go and be like. And I don't think you should do this yeah. and then, you know, not be their best option. Totally. I love that. I love mm. that. I really 100%. do. It's good. Yeah, it's fun. It's good so, to, have to see people like you out there exactly. working hard.
2: <laughs> working hard to make a better world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's an honor. I love it. So what's your favorite part about being part of Gray City? And, you know, whether it's from, you know, Sunday worship or Wednesday nights or, you know, just a little snippet, just doing devotions or something. What's your yeah. probably favorite part about yeah. doing it at all?
1: Uh, man, I mean, I love church. I'm, I'm always we we go to, we. I mean, I'm at three services every Sunday. You know, we we have we have a two morning services and a night service, and I'm at all three of them. And I love those. I go to church on Wednesday nights for youth. You know, we have prayer services before all our services, and I'm at all those. Um, you know, it's my job, uh, so I'm required to be there. But <laughs> I love it. You know, I really enjoy it. And uh, but I honestly think my favorite part of, of serving at Gray City is bringing Gray City outside of Gray City. You know, I, I love like. I, I think we have a great culture. I think we have a great theology. I think the way we view God is is you know is a a way that draws people in and helps people who haven't connected with church or maybe have disconnected from church uh, rediscover their faith. But I, I love that it's not just within our four walls. I love when we get to go out and do serve days. I love um, picking a student up at five thirty a.m. before school and doing devotions at Starbucks and then dropping them off at the school after. And uh, you know I love you know getting to go get a workout in with a student after school. I love um, meeting our, our college students and getting to go see a movie. You know, I just think when, when faith moves into something that actually affects the rest of your life, like I love church, but I just think it can't be all of it, you know? Yeah. And so um, I love getting to be, I, always, we always talk about bringing people along. And so I have things that I love doing. Like people are always like, how do you hang with these high school students? Like high school students are annoying, you know, like, uh, <laughs> especially like the 30, 35 year olds in our church are like, what do you, how do you do this? And I'm like, I just bring them to the things I already, you know, like I love my life. Like I'll sit down with a high school student and go, bro, my life's better than yours. Like (laughs) I I, I don't feel bad about it. Like I just have a better life than yours. And if you want to come check it out, I think you'll like it, you know? And and that's what we do is I invite them to devotions to, you know, to church, to, um, these environments where I'm like, it's just a better way to live. Like it's just just real, man. You're like, this
0: is what you're getting.
1: Yeah. You, like it. You, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Right? you can stick with <laughs> what you're doing, like keep doing it, whatever, but you're going to miss you, out. Uh,
0: have you been on any like missions trips with grace city? Yeah. Or?
1: Yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been, uh, last year I took our first year, uh, grace City leadership Institute students to Mexico. We got to serve in an oh, orphanage awesome. down there. Very so cool. special. Um, I've been on uh, quite a number of trips, uh, Done uh, Nicaragua. Um, I did one to Haiti. Um, I think my favorite recent trip I did was, a, like, right before COVID, I got to go to uh, Uganda. And my buddy, um, Matt Boyd, who plays for the Tigers, he um, Ooh, he, nice. owns, yeah, he, uh, he he and his wife, like, own this nonprofit organization uh, called Kingdom Home that functions in Uganda. And so it's actually uh, rescues girls from sex trafficking. And so they have these homes for young kids who are at risk uh, Man, to be trafficked. Awesome. And, yeah, I was just like – it was just crazy to see like this massive, you know, they have like four or five homes, um, and and get to drive to all of them and kind of meet the kids. And I, I sponsor one of the kids, you know, and getting to meet her in person and like, mm. you know, she recognized me because they send notes and pictures right. and stuff, and I recognized her. And getting to see her was just really cool. But yeah, I think I think international missions is one of those things that you just can't live the same after you've you've gone and seen uh, yeah. stuff. You know, as see in the world too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah.
2: And I, I was about to say, like, whenever you go, because I've been to Haiti before, and uh, when you go over there and you see, you know, everything that's going on, and it's like, oh, I feel bad for these people, but then you look around, and it's almost like every single one have a smile on their face, yeah, oh and no, it's all yeah. perspective, 100%. and then you come over to the United States, and you're like, wow, I am so absolutely blessed. Yep.
0: Everybody's pissed off yeah, about yeah. everything. <laughs> it yeah, yeah, matter. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. something. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. right. So true. Yeah. <laughs> I think,
2: yeah, one of the most
1: convicting moments when I was in Haiti, actually, I I um, went to a, a lady's house and we were ask, offering her a prayer, you know. And you think like you're walking to these huts; they have nothing. They're right. gonna ask for prayer for themselves. And she goes. Man, can you just pray for my family? Um, that you know, there's somebody that has cancer. Can you pray for healing? She doesn't ask for anything for herself, and I'm thinking right. if I showed up to any house in America, and you know, it can be a five bedroom, four bath. You know, I'm like, hey, you guys need anything? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're we're struggling. You know, like we, we need <laughs> yeah. some more. It's like
0: we need some more money. Yeah.
1: 100%. <laughs> so yeah, those things are just always convicting because it reminds you that yeah, it's just not about what you have. Like it's about like. Who you are and the people around you, you know, and um, these people that just don't really feel like they need anything, right? Um, yeah, if they have their faith, they're good, you know. So,
0: so Uganda, that's like your
1: Uganda was, oh, no. yeah, that yeah. Was- that, I, I was in Haiti, but yeah, Uganda was like, I mean, that was, your- that was the the pinnacle of like. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like it's changed my my whole perspective on, on
0: life, See anything cool, like wildlife or anything?
1: We I, didn't, I've we always didn't really wanted to go. See, yeah, we really didn't get to see any wildlife. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with them again, I think, this next year, and we're going to do like a safari. And oh, like nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, the first trip, we just didn't have the time to do it. You know, it's, it really take, it takes some time to get out right. there and like get to where you can actually yeah. do like a, a cool a cool safari. So we were just kind of driving from house to house and seeing the ministry for the first trip. But the second trip, I was like, yeah, I'm going to come back. Yeah, we like, got oh, to <laughs> hit the safari. <laughs> you know, so yeah it's
2: like a once in a lifetime yeah day. it's you like one day it. come on it's just because yeah, you go the party
1: man. so yeah
2: Brian have you ever made it uh, over to Gray City before I have not now this place when you walk in there and the music starts playing it looks okay. huge it's, by the way like I've drove <laughs> by it a hundred times yeah. like, it gets thumping whenever you walk <laughs> in there like there's lasers and smoke like it is such I've a cool I've seen videos luxury. I've
0: seen the videos yeah.
2: it's pretty cool oh it's yeah, great it's so they correct me if I'm wrong so Hillsong Worship that is A derivative from y'all, or no,
1: yeah. So, Hillsong is a huge church in Australia. Um, and Gray City was a part of the Hillsong family actually when we started, so there was kind of like an affiliation. Um, but uh, there's been some stuff that's gone down with Hillsong, and we actually kind of stepped out of that relationship with them. Um, and have different overseers, it was kind of just like an oversight thing, like. Kind of having a board of people because we're non-denominational, and so you obviously need people more than just your pastors who are Mm -hmm. uh, deciding things like how much the pastor gets paid and you know if everything that's happening at the church is okay. And so uh, that that was our affiliation, and now Mm -hmm. um, we're we're kind of we kind of have a separate board of overseers. But um, Hillsong Worship is amazing; we still sing a lot of their songs on Sunday mornings. uh, But Grace City Music is kind of like our uh, worship team, and they write their own songs and things like that. And then obviously we play. There's tons of churches and. worship bands that, that write amazing music that we sing on Sundays as well.
0: How do you guys like bring in these musically inclined people and let them just go at it in there? Yeah, we
1: bring guests for sure. Um, Most weeks, like it's honestly just our volunteer team. We only have one full-time worship pastor, Chase Wagner. Uh, He's incredible and he, he really does just build people up. Like he helps people go from, I think I could maybe sing a song to like, I can lead this oh, room worship, this. you know? Oh, no, yeah, cool. percent. You'll yeah. get in
2: there and you'll be like, you'll start jumping around <laughs> and yeah. stuff. You're like, woo, yeah. I'm yeah. feeling it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. And yeah, they're, they're all volunteers that show up and serve across all three of our services. And the worship team's there longer than Pretty much anybody else in our church, you know, even yeah. staff, and so they get there at seven a.m. They're there till two p.m. They're back at four p.m. and they're till eight p.m. again, you know. Wow. Um, and yeah, they're they're super talented. And then yeah, we've had the pleasure to bring in some some special guests. We've had uh, Maverick City Music, you know, just some big big worship bands that have mm-hmm. kind of brought through. Uh, ben Ben Hastings from Hillsong Worship just came recently, um, and he's 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 like one of my favorites. Like sometimes you know y- you have these encounters with these songs, and you're like uh, just we get had, lost. We, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we had Leland come come in a while back. And they were someone who, when I first got saved, I was listening to Leland, you know? So I never thought I'd be like in a room where my church mm-hmm. brought them in and, and they led me in worship, you know? And so I'm like 10 feet away from them and I can't even walk up to them and say, hi. Yeah. No, our, our, senior pastor, yeah. Yeah, our senior pastor is like, did you say what's up? I'm like, I can't, like, I can't do it. She's like, they're, they're so chill. They're right there. Go say hi. I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I, I literally <laughs> cannot talk to them. Like I, when I, the day after I got saved, I listened to one of their songs, like, I can't talk to them, you know? So, yeah,
2: that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's fun. That's, that's fun. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you ready to get into it or what?
0: Yeah, man. Let's go. We always, you know, it's
2: Christmas time. Yes. We
0: love Christmas as you can Yeah, you got, tell. The, you got this set <laughs> <head> up here. <laughs> I mean, the day, I always tell people like, it's not Christmas time until the last... You know, Thanksgiving dish is put away and right. the clock strikes yeah. yeah. midnight. On black so that was Friday. yesterday, and now we're doing the Christmas. Yeah. 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 So it's. <laughs> You're ready. I'm like, it's rare. I'm, I've been wanting to do this. We've been Amazing. looking for the right guests. And
2: yeah. yeah. No, it hit me. Uh, I think it was like yesterday. I was like, dang, it's a week before Christmas. Yeah, and it's I mean, like, it's it always, always comes up. So I got yeah. my shopping done, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It's impressive. Um, so basically, how we want to do this is, Matt, we want to ask you kind of to give your perspective on the Christmas story, for those of that have not heard about, uh, Christ's birth. Um, if you can kind of just give a brief synopsis of what you think and, um, and, uh, well, what you believe, um, and kind of just explain everything. If totally, you mind.
1: yeah, for sure. So, um, obviously, you know, there's kind of a couple big days in the Christian faith uh, every year. There's plenty of other, you know, moments that we we celebrate certain things, but Easter and then Christmas are definitely uh, like the Super Bowls of Christianity. <laughs> you know, it's like we if if there's anything we put a ton of effort into communicating well. Um, providing a great experience for people who might only come to church that one time a year, it's Christmas and Easter. And, uh, and for good reason, you know, Christmas represents the birth of Jesus. And it is one of the key kind of miracle moments of our faith. And so, um, you know, I think it's easy to, to, as a Christian go, oh, like, do I have to believe in like the virgin birth? You know, do I have to believe in the resurrection? And it's kind of one of those things where, yes, you do, because if, if, if those things aren't true, the whole thing isn't true, you know. Yeah, they're the marquee um, points. Yeah, yeah. You kind of you kind of have to have those things. So, um, but yeah. So, kind of, you know, what we believe about uh, the birth of Jesus is that uh, this this woman named Mary, uh, an angel came and spoke to her and said, "Hey, you're going to have a baby." Uh, at this point, she's engaged to uh, this guy named Joseph, uh, which during the time engagement meant meant marriage. Like, you, yeah, you have to mm-hmm. file divorce papers if you're going to end your engagement. Um, culturally, at that time. And so obviously not a super fun thing uh, to hear probably as a dude uh, that your wife is pregnant um, and it's not yours, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and so Joseph is like, what's going on? And Mary's like, uh, you know, an angel came to me and said, I'm pregnant with God's child. You know, it's going to be the Savior. And, and obviously, you know, they're, they're aware of the prophecies. It's really cool. I think the more you read the Bible, the more you come to understand how— like prophesied the the birth of Jesus was how many people right. spoke about uh this this coming soon and coming king and so um yeah you kind of you kind of see this this these people who have to step out in faith and obedience and go and Mary's like man I I'm not I'm not ready to be a mom and Joseph's like I'm not the dad you know yeah. but but I have to trust you and believe that this is real um and you know I think what's cool is Joseph does end up getting confirmation from an angel eventually but he does have to have that first step of obedience of going Okay. I yeah. I guess we're gonna trust do this. You know? yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah. So she, she gives birth to Jesus, and and you know he's 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 the king. He's the savior. He's he's sent by God to surrender himself, sacrifice himself for our sins. And so you know they raise him, and 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 he grows up, and you know obviously over time it starts to become very clear there's something different about this kid. And uh, I was telling Nate before this, like there's there's a moment where you know they all go to church together, and uh, the parents are, are actually leave, and they leave Jesus behind, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and when they finally get him, you know, they're scolding him. They're like, what are you doing? Uh, and, and he goes, don't you know I have to be about my father's business? Like, I have to be in my father's house. And I should know exactly what age he was, but he's, you know, he's like eight, nine years old.
2: Yeah, not, I remember not that Not
1: something you expect from, from a kid, you know? Like, don't you not have to be about my father's business? Like, uh, yeah, but, but that's the way he kind of interacted and he's teaching in the, in the synagogue, you know, and he, he knows more than his peers. And throughout scripture, you just see this thing of like, he just had this authority that like nobody else did. You know, people are like, there's something different about when this dude talks. Like, uh, when he speaks, like, I want to listen, and there's something going on. Um, and obviously, everywhere he goes, there's miracle after miracle. But mm-hmm. um, I think the Christmas story is so special because um, we get to we get to see this example of great faith by Mary Joseph, by the wise men. There's this—I mean, the nativity scene is just kind of a special, like, representation of the miraculous that represents Christmas, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see everyone who's involved in this miracle gathered around and— and we get to kind of lend our faith to that same story to trust it. And so there's a, there's a scripture that says that, you know, people who were there when Jesus was alive are blessed, and we're even more blessed because we don't get to see it and we still have to have faith for it. And so I just feel like every Christmas season I get to go as a Christian how special that I get to I get to celebrate the miraculous birth of Jesus, but I also get to remind myself of like the extreme obedience and faith it takes to believe that this is true you know and to get my life to it um and so yeah i think it's 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 one of those things where i think people christians are always like oh it's too secularized you know like Mm -hmm. like it's not about Santa, it's about jesus and i just think yeah that stuff is all it's fun and you can you can have fun with it and it's it's all a reminder of how important this season is you know so yeah that's that's kind of my take on on the whole i kind of take it all
0: together like when it comes to that like I think of it all, like of course, like obviously Christmas. It's in the name. Like, mm-hmm. I obviously, think it's you know they are our saviors born. Like, yep. it's a yeah. big deal. But like, Christmas, like it's Christmas trees, yeah, it's ornaments, yeah. it's everything too. Yeah. Like, it's all
1: one. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
2: yeah, and, and like you said, it's it's definitely okay as a Christian to enjoy the, you know the Christmas trees yeah. and the presents totally. and stuff like that. Um, well, heck, the wise men even gave uh you know Jesus whenever bearing at the gifts, uh, right bearing gifts with uh what was it um
1: frankincense yeah yeah. and gold
2: yeah that's awesome but um actually we kind of have a couple side notes that we want to hit um some interesting topics about it yeah um the genealogy of David, which a lot of people may not know, yeah. um, from the very beginning um, when King David was the king of uh, Israel, yep. Yep. Um, basically he told David that from his line, Jesus will come, yep. Um, and right before this whole story of his birth, it gave the whole genealogy of from son, son of this and son of this and son yeah, of this, yeah. and it's this whole big chapter, and it's really cool how you can see every single person through, I mean there's probably what, like 40, 50 names a on long that list. list of names. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you think yeah. of like generations of, I mean, and back then people lived like 80, 90 years old. Right. Um, and so it was a pile, pile of years and it's kind of cool to see the whole timeline of this is what actually happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We always make the joke of like, that's the part we, you know, we, we always encourage people in our church to do daily devotions and read their Bible. And we always make the joke. That's the part you skim through, you know, like, (laughs) kind of like, uh, uh, okay. Now we're, now we're to the the end of the list of names. (laughs) Uh, but, but it is cool. Cause I, just like in Genesis and Leviticus and numbers, you know, in the, the old Testament where there's, all these lists of names and all these lists of, you know, how they built the churches and things like that. It all does have significance. And so for that list of names, that is the significance is, is going, man, like it matters that they, they, J- David was told from, from your lineage, Jesus will come and he did, you know? And so yeah. it's a fulfillment. And so that's why when you have all these people going, are you really the guy? You know, it's like, that's why that stuff matters yeah. because it's like, yeah, he is, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, my thing is like, imagine Joseph's like perspective, Yeah. You know, like, how did he take it? Like, right? Dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, your wife's pregnant, it's not yours. You know, like, how, I mean, what does he do? Like, how, I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine. Like, I don't think we get, we don't really get, like, a full picture of his immediate response. Obviously, he chooses not to divorce or anything, yeah. you know, which right. is amazing. And he's still around for, for Jesus' life. But, um, man, it, it took him really believing that this was true. You know, really trusting Mary and probably having a pretty intense love for her to go. Yeah, like you can stay with me, you can live with me. Kind of, kind of, honestly, like embarrassing. Like you probably lose some points for your reputation when you go. Yeah, my wife's pregnant; it's not mine, and I'm gonna let her stay with me. You know,
2: Um, especially in a Jewish family as well. Yeah, Yeah. in a Jewish family, and especially back then, if that was the case, if that would have happened, it was a normal thing to be able to stone the wife. Like he was able to put her to death, but he didn't. Yeah, Um, and that was just part of their law back then. And it's crazy to kind of see how Joseph loved her through everything, totally, and just. us to like, hey, this is what the Lord's telling me to do. I'm gonna just put my faith and yeah, our protect senior, her our the whole way. Pastor
1: p- preached on it a couple weeks ago, and he was just talking about even the perspective of like, if your friend came to you and was like, hey, uh, you know, my my wife's my my fiance is pregnant. I did I didn't have sex with her. It's not mine, but uh, but I'm staying with her, and it's God's. You know, it's like you yeah. probably as a friend would go, bro,
0: come on, man, cut yeah. it off, like yeah, end yeah, this bro,
1: thing. You know, yeah. and and so it, crazy. even his friends kind of had to. Like probably you know, step out in faith and go, yeah. Yeah, Okay, yeah, like we'll 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 be all in for this. Like we'll we'll go with you guys. We'll yeah. trust we'll trust God. So
2: Especially especially with their families as well. I yeah. mean they literally had to be like both their families are like, what are y'all doing? For sure. And you know, hopefully I I don't I don't think there was any record of basically what their family's reaction were. Do you yeah, think? no, not at all. Um, yeah. But I'm sure that's had to been tough. Um oh, yeah. for them too. But for sure.
0: You know, like the big question is where did he go after? birth yeah Yeah. we were just talking about this before the
2: episode um matt we were talking about how uh how there was a sign of joseph and um and mary in the uh it was a synagogue right
1: yeah yeah so when when jesus is is left at the synagogue by his parents um and then you know they have to come back and get him and they scold him that's that's mary and joseph so he Mm -hmm. he stayed present in jesus life you know he functioned as his father and uh, there are a lot of scriptures where jesus is asked you know like where are you where are your mother and father you know what's you know where why aren't you with your parents and he constantly reminds people like this is my family you know yeah. these like mm-hmm. god is my father you know and so he, he definitely had a familiar relationship. It sounds like it was a pretty unique one, you know, where yeah. um, maybe he, a little bit younger than most, is is rebelling and going, you know what? You guys are my parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, like, running away from home. He's like, this is my home. Church is my home. Yeah. Um, but he was right. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, Joseph was still around, you know. Um, it doesn't say what he did, like, right after the birth and all that, but he was there with with Mary when the wise men visited, you know. Mm-hmm. He, was, um, he was there at the manger when Jesus was born. And so... Um, he's present throughout the whole story you know which is which is really cool i think just it shows a lot about who who he was
0: that's my honestly that's my favorite i mean don't get me wrong Jesus being born is pretty great. But, like, the three wise men story, oh, yeah. dude, that's yeah. the coolest part of the whole story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. following the north, like, the star. Yeah. Man. Like, imagine how hard that would be in the middle of the desert yeah. back then. Yeah. Like, there's limited supplies you're going to be able to bring. Yeah. Limited yeah. amount of drinking water. hundred percent. And you got to trust a star that may or may not move <laughs> right. every other night. Like...
2: And another thing with the wise men mm-hmm. is another thing with the Bible, it's not clear. A lot of people just assume there's three wise, right, right? Never says there are yeah. three. Yeah. And so they assume because there were three gifts, but it's very cool because they were a part of the Middle East, correct? Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, uh, so they're
1: called Magi mm-hmm. and the, the, um, the kind of the, the nation that the, the fragrance and myrrh would have been from is somewhere in the Middle East. So that's kind of okay. why, how they get there is, is that, that stuff that doesn't just come from everywhere. So somewhere in the Middle East, um, but yeah, they they uh
2: they traveled a long ways. I know. feel
0: like it would be more of like a caravan
2: of men, and you know, yeah. like animals, and you
0: know, it wouldn't be just three guys yeah. out there walking. Yeah. There's no way, yeah. like,
2: well, especially because these were very high end men; they were yeah. noble people, and 100%. I don't think they I mean, would they're just bringing be going. Gifts of
0: gold, right? And, yeah. Like the finest, by you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these guys are well protected too, probably. There's not no way. There's just three.
1: Yeah. yeah. So actually, just uh, on Sunday, our, our senior pastor Christina she she did a message on on the three wise and their obedience and what it took. Um, And so... Uh, she kind of broke down the myths of the wise men, and mm-hmm. one of one of those things was she said, you know, obviously because of the nativity scene and and songs that speak about, you know, the three wise men, we we kind of assume that it's three, but it's most scholars believe it's somewhere between fourteen and over a hundred. Really? Uh, wow. So there's not yeah. like a specific number that the, the Bible gives us, but that's what kind of has been surmised based on mm-hmm. things like that. Like they probably traveled, you know, and the distance they traveled from the nation that that stuff's from to where, you know, where they're meeting, meeting the baby is, uh, she said about the distance between like Lakeland, Florida, and Washington D.C., and wow. so they're traveling through the desert uh, on camels, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, which is not not easy. <laughs> pregnant, not, yeah, pregnant. yeah. So they're
2: well, no, well, the wise men. Oh, no, I, I don't think sorry. the wise men were yeah. pregnant. Yeah. Sorry,
0: went <laughs> off. <laughs> 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 there, boys. Yeah, but so they the, had to travel too, though. Like, yeah, Mary yeah, and Joseph and
1: they would have traveled yeah. around for sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, these wise men traveling that distance. Um, and so, yeah, it's just fascinating the whole story. And it, it is funny how you kind of, when, when we're talking about all these different topics, it's like, you do kind of realize the story kind of gets away from you a little bit, you know, yeah. in the traditions and the things. Yeah. And, um, it doesn't really, you know, not that it really changes anything, but it does matter when the wise men got there, Jesus wasn't in a manger anymore. He was probably a year or two years old, two, really? two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he was walking around probably, you know, um, and there's so much more to the story too, with the king at the time, King Herod, you know, was was inquiring of the wise men, like, when did you see the star? Where's the baby? And he, you know, presents that he's trying to worship Jesus. He's actually trying to take him out. You know, he's actually yeah, yeah. very intimidated by Jesus and trying to end his life. And so the wise men end, ended up actually having to travel back a different route from the one that came and avoid that stopping by Herod's place uh, the second time around. You know, and so, yeah, they're they're hearing from an angel. They're following this star it's just so much obedience along the way, yeah. you know. You're you're risking your life because King Herod would kill you at a moment's notice mm-hmm. if he found out, you know, uh, you know that you were avoiding him and trying not to let him know where the baby was. Yeah. Man, he I, uh I,
2: he put out a big like hit for Jesus too, didn't he? Like he mm-hmm. put out a like I think it was any uh male child that yep. were under a the massacre. age of 2. Yep. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, They they
0: pulled they did it too. Yeah. Like it yeah,
2: happened. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah, it's crazy. It's, that's insane to think yeah. about, man.
2: And he still made it through, which is... You know, I,
0: but, you know, I hate that Hallmark kind of ruins the cool story, <laughs> man. Like, yeah. everybody thinks it's
2: just three wise men. They were there when he was
0: born. Right. Here's their gifts. Yeah, it's, hard, right. it's hard to fit Peace, in the whole dude. murder like, part. Yeah, you know? well, <laughs> I hate... But still, like, I think the <laughs> yeah, most... The authentic cool story is the, the best, the best, like, yeah. am I. Like, yeah. I just...
2: We haven't even hit on the uh, the shepherds either. True. Yeah, we have not even, even talked about them, which yeah. was very cool. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them, um, but it says, like, the Lord appeared to the shepherds on the hillside, mm-hmm. um, and it was an angel, right? Yeah, angel yeah. Lord Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes down and tells them, um, like, hey, the Savior of the universe is coming. Like, go see him. And uh, it was kind of cool how um, very few times in the Bible angels, like, make an appearance right. and it was like announcing and being like two hey, shepherds go. too yeah yeah, exactly. yeah that's pretty special which shepherds um are ba- were very low right. income type people when you've got you know you've got the shepherds and then you've got the wise men you know the highest a high class yeah um and it kind of just shows the perspective of you know jesus will reach anybody in all walks of life right um yeah. and it's kind of cool how we yeah. do this with the podcast where we try to reach anybody everybody from, uh, anybody, all anybody walks everybody. In that's cool but we, we didn't that. really think of it like that. But now that we do, yeah. it's even cooler. But I think this is a perfect time to get into our snap questions. Let's do it. I
0: love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, man, this is one that we ask all of our guests and we love it because, you know, we get to know what what's your interest yeah. outside of, the, you know, maybe outside the church. Awesome. So if you could go to dinner with three people
1: mm.
0: throughout time, yeah, who would
1: it be? Okay, so I mean, I hate to be cliche, but one would have to be Jesus. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, pretty big figure in, in you know the faith in my life, and so Jesus is there. Um, one, another one would be. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna sound super nerdy I love like technology I, I love I love this stuff so I would love to sit down with Steve Jobs Ooh, okay. final okay. I just think he's like a genius I think he's like his like the way he like very stern though yeah, yeah probably scary but, yeah. <laughs> yeah but again you know I, I feel like all things all people I could probably win him over you know Yeah. <laughs> well maybe
0: since he's dead now he's like oh I'm yeah, back for a nice dinner now. Am I was gonna have a good time yeah yeah
1: 100% yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Might as well enjoy <laughs> yeah. it, I guess. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. yeah, it
1: really is. Um, and then I think, honestly, the third one, I'm, I've like gotten super into like country music these last few years, and I've never had been before. Um, I would love to hang with Morgan Wallen. Like, I oh, just yeah. think uh, he, he, you know, he he released that song um, "Don't Think Jesus." Did, did you guys hear that one? I've and heard of it. It's and really I like, one. I love it because I feel like I'm getting to watch like Morgan Wallen's journey of like discovering God. You know, it's like he like goes off the deep end. I went to see him live. He's like crushing beer cans on the stage. (laughs) He's like almost thrown up on people, you know, and then he's releasing this song. Like, you know, I don't think Jesus would have acted that way. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that, you know, he's like putting on other people and put it on himself. And so I would just love to sit down with that dude. And if, yeah. if we got Morgan Wall and Steve Jobs and Jesus at a table and I'm <laughs> I'm 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 loving that conversation. I feel like know? there's
0: gonna be a lot of questions that are gonna
2: get answered there <laughs> yeah. by one man at yeah. that table. Yeah, yeah. We all have questions. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, for sure.
2: Those are three people yeah. in very different, different walks ones. of life too. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah. you'll you'll get to hit all kinds of different, you know scenarios i feel like you got the you got the whole music side and then Mm -hmm. technology side and then you know your faith base yeah
0: that's crazy man all right so it's gonna be so good
1: (laughs) 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 wish it could happen but maybe one day
2: i'll settle for you guys yeah Yeah. (laughs) 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 we can be the three guys at the table (laughs) um so uh matt what is your favorite christmas memory uh favorite christmas memory um okay so (laughs)
1: I I didn't have, like, you know, like, a ton of, like, game systems growing up, Mm -hmm. um... But I always really wanted, like, I always really wanted, like, the the Xbox, you know, that kind of thing. And I just, my parents never really got it for me. But I, there was a, you know, the handheld, the Game Boy. And so oh, yeah. um, when I was a kid, like, the Game Boy Advance was, like, the big thing. And that was, like, I I used to actually play all the time when I would go. The, my dentist had one. And I always wanted one so bad. <laughs> and so I can still, I have a terrible memory. Like, I, I, I won't remember this tomorrow. I don't remember what I did yesterday. When people ask me <laughs> what I did this weekend, it's like, it sounds like I was out, you know, Parting or something i just i just genuinely don't remember um but i remember this christmas opening up a present and it was a game boy advance and i just remember like i'm like mom and dad i love you guys forever you know it's like just the biggest i never thought i would get it you know as a kid like money is just like like the the fact that they could even afford a game boy felt like foreign to me you know i'm like how did you get this thing it had like you know the the mario brothers and the donkey kong and like they bought me like six games you know and i'm like this is the best christmas ever
2: so, so at the dentist's office was it like on the little uh um, locked up with the little chain on the side was of it no it actually wasn't no? it was just
1: like it was just it was just always sitting on the table when i walked oh, in okay. yeah yeah i don't know like i i i, I never thought about that that would have been a good <laughs> idea I, well but,
2: look, you know like at walmart whenever they had the little screens and yeah. you had your controllers yeah up there, yeah, 100%, like yeah,
0: dude i i'm glad you said i had a game boy like that actual like square one, oh so, yeah like,
2: you flip up yeah, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, but
0: like mine was blue. And my favorite game on that thing mm. was Frogger.
2: Oh, Did you bro, ever have Frogger's Frogger?
0: Yeah, D- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Frogger, yeah for
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> Frogger's a great game.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, our next one for you, Matt. So everybody has one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Very few, are very few people, you know, keep it what's your new year's resolution?
1: Oh man. So a few years ago, I just decided to give up on new year's resolutions because I'm like, (laughs) I've just, I've failed too many times. I, so so I adjusted my perspective now, instead of having these big resolutions, I thought, you know what, what's one thing I can like, what's one barrier I can remove from one area of my life. That's just like something keeping myself from doing something, you know? So a few years ago I was like, I want to read more. I've made that resolution a lot and I failed a lot. But a few years ago I bought a Kindle uh, like, you know, the, the Amazon yeah, yeah. thing, because I'm like, why do I not read more? And it's honestly just because I don't always have a book with me, you know, right. like I, I sometimes I'm like, oh I have 10 minutes to read here, but I don't have the book with me. And so now I always have at least something I can read, you know. Um, so I made that decision. And then um, I was, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm trying to eat better. So I signed up for a meal plan because I'm like, you know, I, I don't I don't have food in my house. I can't cook Cook mm. very well, you know? <laughs> um, and so I'm like, you know, I'm signing up for one of these meal plans and I started getting meals deliver- delivered, um, just removing barriers. Um, and so I think... Honestly, this year I really want to learn how to play guitar. I've like always kind of known like just sick. a little bit, um, but about like a year ago my guitar broke, and so I'm like I'm i buying myself a new guitar. I'm gonna just have it around so that I can start to you know n- at this point I can watch YouTube and, and learn yeah. guitar so easy. So I'm gonna get myself a guitar and I'm gonna learn guitar this year because um, I, I just think it's fun to be able to play.
2: That's, That's a, one of my dreams. Yes, me electric too. Guitar. Dude, electric guitar, electric guitar.
0: Yeah, man. Like I always. Tell my girlfriend like all the time like air playing the guitar or like when the and yeah. I'm like I want to learn how to play so bad. It'd be so cool just to be able to play the song. yeah! Oh, yeah. Every <laughs> yeah. time
1: I see someone just casually playing, I'm like you have no idea the the gift you have. I'd be entertaining <laughs> myself for hours. Exactly. Yeah, it's So end. fun.
2: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, so our last and final question: What is your favorite hobby?
1: Hmm. Um, I mean, I really love like one of my favorite hobbies is just like working out. Like I feel like. Mm-hmm. I, when I discovered the gym, like my junior year of college, I just was like, this is, this is amazing. Like if it's a stress relief thing, you know, it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, I love that I get to bring people along with me and do it, you know, and, and whether it's high school students or college students, like just you know, having that time where I'm doing something I know that's helping me mm-hmm. and spending time with other people. Um, so, so working out is big. I love playing tennis. Uh, I really love tennis. <laughs> I've been trying to get into pickleball, uh, yeah. pickleball has like gotten super popular. So, um, I'm trying to get into that as well, but tennis is huge for me. Golf, uh, is one of my favorite things to do. Um, I got a, a set of clubs during COVID, um, when like you could, the only thing you could do was golf. Yeah. <laughs> like that was the only thing open. Um, and I got super into it. And so me and my dad will golf a lot. Um, and so I love that. And then I, I just love reading uh, my Bible, just new books, you know? Um, yeah, so that's kind of-
0: Where do you go golf at? One of my favorite things to
1: In uh, Lakeland, Cleveland Heights is like my okay. go-to, yeah. Um, just super affordable, you know? Yeah. Um, I have a couple of buddies who have like- Memberships like Eagle Brook and, and Grasslands. So if oh, I'm yeah. hanging with them, I'm trying to like aim the conversation toward <laughs> those places, you know? So
2: those uh, are higher end golf yeah, courses yeah, around Yeah, Folk my, uh,
0: my golf course, like the way I choose, is based off of my playing level. Yeah. When I uh, <laughs> get to a certain playing level one day, I'll move past Bartow Golf. 100%. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll go I've played Bartow Golf a number, a number <laughs> of
1: times. Yeah. I, I've always wanted to play a Stream Song, which is like, you know, a really. Oh, yeah. a really yeah, I really it's nice. It's really yeah, man. expensive, and I, I just haven't been able to bring myself to do it because I'm still in the spot where like scoring like in the 90s is like a good score for me. Oh yeah, and so I'm too. like I just can't bring myself to drop. 200, 250 bucks on a round of golf, yeah. and just be mad the whole oh, time. Oh man, you know? go <laughs> out, <laughs> out
0: there and love it. You'd love it, dude. Like, I just feel like I'm
1: burning money. Like I just feel like I'm just literally lighting fire to money and going cool. And like there's let's...
0: people that probably go out there and shoot or worse.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to pay man. a caddy. Like they, they literally require yeah. you to have a caddy yeah. with you. It's, it's high level. So you walk it too, don't you? You have to walk it. Yeah, you have to oh. bring a caddy. You have with to pay you. like
0: PGA rules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: man. Yeah, That's it's crazy. it's legit golf. So yeah, but I feel the same way. I'm like, one day I will be at that level. I'm just not not quite there
2: yet, you know. All right, I have one final question. All right. Okay, so you were talking about reading. What is the best way to get in a habit of reading? Because (laughs) I've I've always wanted to read a bunch of books and, like, gain knowledge that way, but I can never sit down and be like, all right, I'm going to read this book. No, it's challenging. I've just kind of decided
1: on this thing that I I call devotional reading, you know? So in the same way I do my devotions every day, I just set aside, like, 30, 40 minutes, and partially sometimes it's, like, honestly... I I get my reading done, my my devotional reading with my Bible, because I just set up times to hang with people. And it's harder for me to cancel on other people than it is to cancel on myself. Uh, You know, uh, if you have something scheduled, it's harder to text someone than it is to just turn on the TV and do something else instead. Uh, But when I don't have something set, I think just having that time set aside during my day, literally like I'll block out a time on my calendar and go, this hour is like for reading my Bible. And I do my reading for the day. Like I, I, I think when you when you think about reading a book you, it feels so daunting you know because it's like you got right. this this book and you're like where i don't even know where to start you know but if you just if you just go man 10 days or 10 pages a day i'm mm-hmm. just going to do 10 pages a day uh, that's a lot less daunting you know and so it doesn't have to be a, a full chapter it doesn't have to be you get through half the book i think if you can just do 10 pages and just pick a time during your day and just set that that time aside mm-hmm. add it to your calendar you know tell people you're not available during that time you know <laughs> That's that's how I would do it.
0: Your question inspired my one last question too. Let's go. What uh you know I know you read scripture a lot. Yeah. What's like your you know book you read out like what kind of genre I guess you like fiction like do you go outside like yeah yeah like
1: yeah so I really like to read like leadership books. Um. So like I just bought um I know I just I just uh, talked about how much I love technology. I just bought a book called Build. Um. It's by the um the creator of the iPod. And so he he wrote about kind of like how to build products and companies and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I love like finding books like that from uh, experts in the f- in a field. And it doesn't have to be like religious leadership. I love reading like pastoral leadership books and stuff, but I feel like sometimes I glean more wisdom just from going, I just want to learn from like the best people in individual areas and apply that to what God's called me to, you know? So, um, so I love just finding experts in the, in their field and then reading books about, you know, what they, what they do. And so, um, yeah, I, like I love reading books by actors, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. just, things Like that, where it's like, yeah, I'm never gonna live that life, but I can learn a lot from kind of their perspective. So, um,
2: Forrest, Forrest on um, we had him on a couple of episodes ago. He was a uh, GA at uh, University of Tennessee. Um, he works with linebackers and everything, but he said one of his people, um, for his table question was uh, Dwight Eisenhower. And so, you were talking about leadership and everything, yeah, and uh, it was super cool to see yeah. his perspective. Um, and he was like, if he could lead people into war on D Day and this and that, mm-hmm. then he could lead. To anybody which was kind of a cool perspective absolutely
1: but. yeah that's really cool I love that
0: well, well man awesome Christmas special it's been so <laughs> fun yeah, with you guys yeah, thanks for having dude. me on man, yeah, thanks man. for coming on dude like,
2: yeah. uh, we hope y'all have a fantastic rest of your day yeah, hopefully man. you can uh, get some, some ham and some rolls and everything put in you
0: hope everybody enjoys your presents out there and I hope everybody enjoyed giving I know I'm going to enjoy giving I hope everybody enjoys my gifts I give out this year. I <laughs> <Well>,
2: like that. <laughs> and one thing we do on every episode is we follow back our guests on Instagram. Yes, we do. So if you want to go check out Matt, and if you want to reach out, maybe ask for a prayer request or get in touch with him, we're going to follow back on Instagram, and that is Rule, the number one podcast. We are on YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything you can think of. It's in the description box, so I'll go check them out. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Until next week. Time to go celebrate Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Christmas. We'll see y'all later.